Hey guys, welcome to Fiction Fixation. Each week we get together and we recap a different book or movie. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. This week we're going to be recapping The Hating Game, a novel by Sally Thorne, but the movie adaptation. The motion picture event. Yes. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know this was going to be made into a movie until I saw that the movie was out. And I'm like, where the hell have I been? Listen, I have a lot of things to say, particularly about the incredibly beautiful people that star in this movie. Right? I told you in the message I sent you, smash. <laughs> smash everyone. The movie is starring Lucy Hale and a- an actor I've never seen before. His name is Austin Stowell, I think is how you mm-hmm. say it. He's a cheeky young fella. Put a, put a pin in that. <laughs> he is uh, beautiful. And Lucy Hale looks like a doll. Yes. Like, she is gorgeous and tiny and petite. Like, she is adorable. The Hating Game is, uh, like you said, it was. it's based on a book. And you read the book, right? Yes. Okay. How does it compare? How does the movie compare to the book? There's a lot more banter, obviously, in the book than there is in the movie. Um, but the movie does a really good job of capturing, like, the the book itself, the essence. It's such a fun movie because it's essentially an enemies mm-hmm. to lovers. Yes. Which is, God, it's just my favorite. It, listen, I didn't used to like it. I'm like, no, that doesn't sound fun. That doesn't sound romantic. And now I'm like, like, tell me you hate me again. <laughs> I'm into it. So the characters, our main characters are Lucy. Mm-hmm played by Lucy Hale, and Josh Templeman. They work for a publishing company called Bexley & Gammon. Josh originally worked for Bexley Publishing, and Lucy worked for Gammon Publishing. These are not very similar publishing houses. Lucy comes from the pretentious side, and Josh comes from the money-making side. They are the assistants to the CEO, and and what's what's interesting is that they have desks that face each other, and they're mm-hmm. kind of in this big room, so they have no privacy, and they're forced to sit facing each other. Lucy's desk looks much like my desk. It has plants and um, little knickknacks and bookshelves, and Josh's has a very clinical uh, presentation. He has everything in order. He's kind of a neat freak. And then even though there's a wall of windows mm-hmm. kind of like right next to them, it seems like the light doesn't even touch his side of the office. Uh-huh. Is he a vampire? Like the chances of him being a vampire are not zero. Like that's just where. You know what? I'll go with that. I'll go with that. You know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm okay if he is a vampire, to be honest. Well, because Josh is just... He is stunningly beautiful. Like, I have never seen. He looks almost CGI. Like, how beautiful he is. It's like, remember how we had um, Wish.com Kendall? Yeah. Josh is like if you ordered a Wish.com Kendall and then got a real Kendall. You know? (laughs) He, He exceeds expectations. He does exceed expectations. He's like a designer brand Kendall. Uh Yeah, like not Barbie brand, but like a super bougie. He's beautiful. And obviously, uh, Lucy is also a very beautiful girl. And so this is where I kind of, I kind of call bullshit. Like, I just don't see people that are this beautiful working normal jobs. That many attractive people don't work in the same place. Like, 
it's like this myth that we see in movies and in books of like these stunningly gorgeous people having regular jobs. It's just not a thing. Like I've never walked into an office building and stumbled into someone that gorgeous. Like it doesn't happen. Listen, if I looked like Lucy Hale, I would not have a job. I would have a sugar daddy. All right. <laughs> like right? I would have a rich husband, not a job. Like, if we look like Lucy Hale, we wouldn't have a podcast. We'd have a TV show. <laughs> right? Listen, we have voices for radio, not faces for television. We have faces for radio. <laughs> Mostly because we're lazy and we don't want to do our makeup or our hair or get dressed. <laughs> don't look at us. We're hideous. If you ever see us in real life and you're like, hey, those are the girls from the podcast. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. didn't. It's not us. It was a troll from under a bridge that escaped like a radioactive... Unless we look really hot, then yes, it's us. Yeah, if we look hot, it's us. If we look raggedy, it's not. The merger was kind of a really tough time, especially for Lucy. Yeah. Because Josh came in with all of the audacity and was like, we're firing all these people. Right. And Lucy is... Kind of like the work mom. She makes sure that like everyone's taken care of. She is definitely too too nice at work. She's a little bit of a pushover because, mm-hmm. again, because Lucy and Josh are assistants to the CEOs, they're kind of in charge. They kind of oversee mm-hmm. the company together. At one point, Lucy's boss even says, I rely on you to do all the parts of my job that I hate. Cool. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much for entrusting me with doing the shit parts of your job. I'll be your trash can. Just throw everything you don't want inside of me. <laughs> I feel like there was a better way to word that. Just Probably, like... but I like it. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. <laughs> so the merger was really tough. And Josh is not really a warm, fuzzy, cuddly person. He's very cold. He's very, like, his desk looks like the desk of a sociopath everything Mm -hmm. is in straight lines everything is super neat and organized Mm -hmm. i don't think normal people are that methodical with where they place their post-it notes oh absolutely not and lucy even says that he wears the same shirts every week in the same order Mm -hmm. a part of me is like does he only own five dress shirts does he have several of the same color shirt I can't believe she actually notices because they're all like similar colors. It's like white, off-white, beige, like dove gray, blue, window pane yeah. blue. Well, honestly, I guess when you sit across from each other all day, every day, you probably notice because yeah. he also notices what she wears. But put a pin on that. We'll come back to it. Hmm. Um, Lucy and Josh, they never quite got the hang of getting along. HR gets a lot of complaints (laughs) regarding Lucy and Josh. The HR lady is like, you guys are the worst part of my job. Do you know how many complaints I got regarding the break room incident? And then it kind of goes to a flashback of the break room incident where there's donuts and they're arguing over semicolons and commas. And she's like, put that donut hole down before I shove it up your semicolon. It's so intense the way that they interact that you could just feel that it's really, they're just, they just want to do each other. That's really what it is. Fair. Fair. And so the HR lady, like everybody else, is just like, oh my God, you guys are making everyone uncomfortable. Yeah. 
And they go into like some of the things they do to nitpick at each other. But let me say that I feel like they each give as good as they get. They do. You know, I don't feel like anybody has the upper hand here. It's it's a little frustrating because they are, again, two incredibly gorgeous people and they're both single. So it's like, mm-hmm. why are they fronting? Like, why are you fronting? They play a lot of schoolyard games with each other. And I think that it's like, listen, this is the longest foreplay I've ever fucking seen in my life. <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> It is. Oh, just watching them bicker and fight is just so much fun. Um, I and, love it. You know, at, as if they don't have enough to hate each other about, mm-hmm. their bosses, the CEOs of the company, announce that they're going to be hiring a managing director who will oversee all the departments. So essentially, that person is going to be kind of the boss after the boss. Like the operation, like the COO. Right. We should probably mention that Bexley, the oh, the CEO of Bexley Publishing, he is a man, and he's also extremely sexist. He's just your classic douchey, mm-hmm. out of touch with the current times kind of guy. You can just tell that he's a super, like, misogynistic douche. We don't like him. Don't like him. We don't like him. No. Uh, first of all, nobody really seems to like him, to be honest. It would be a huge pain in the ass to work for somebody like this. And honestly, a lot of people do. I know. I think all people that work with bosses like that should be given a Nobel Peace Prize um, when they don't murder them. I, I second that. Do you know what kind of restraint that probably takes? That you don't just like snap one day? <laughs> so, of course... It's kind of assumed by most people that Lucy and Josh are both going to be applying for this position and that Lucy and Josh are the front runners for this position. Yeah, because they're the they're the right hand man and woman of, you know, the people in charge. And so everybody knows that it's really going to be between them unless some outside candidate is, you know, much better. And to make things fair, Bexley and Gammon have decided to hire a outside panel to do the determination of the candidates so there's no bias. That's that's good, I suppose. That is good. <laughs> good for them. And so right now, Lucy and Josh are both like, you're going down, mofo. You're going down. Because they know that whoever gets this job is going to be in charge of the other. Like, mm-hmm. the dynamics are totally going to change. Because right now, they're equals. Mm-hmm. But if, if one of them gets that job, it's just that person's going to be in charge of the other. And nobody, neither one of them wants that because they hate mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. And they also mutually decide that if one of them gets the job, the other one will resign. Because they're just like, it's like impossible that we will be able to continue to work together if one of us is in charge of the other. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just not possible. And I love their banter surrounding sort of that realization for them. You know, Josh is like, when I'm your boss, I'm going to work you so hard, you're going to change your mailing address to the office. And Lucy's like, when I'm your boss, I'm going to make casual Fridays mandatory with Hawaiian shirts. (laughs) <laughs> no, not Hawaiian shirts. Don't do that to him. Can you imagine that guy in a Hawaiian shirt? Is it buttoned? Well, he <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's made of stone. I just can't right? imagine him 
relaxing at all. Like he doesn't look like the type of guy that relaxes. He looks like the type of guy that goes home and just stays in his suit and just goes to bed in his suit. He has bedtime suits and daytime suits. <laughs> like, you know how, like, when you yes. work from home, you have, like, bedtime leggings and daytime leggings? Yeah, totally. He goes home and he puts on his his house robe, which is a suit. And then he gets into bed in his pajamas, which is a suit. Mm-hmm. That's what I imagine anyway. Um. So... One thing we should probably tell you about Lucy, it's very irrelevant to the plot of the story, but I feel like it's very relevant to sort of showcasing her personality, is um, Lucy collects Smurf figurines and she writes Smurf fan fiction. Dude, that completely threw me off. The whole Smurfs thing, Mm -hmm. I was so thrown off because she goes home and she's like on some weird website and she's writing Smurf fan fiction and i'm just like dude that's mm-hmm. mental illness <laughs> like honey mental illness. of all the things you can write fan fiction about you choose smurfs um it's just it's a little concerning mm-hmm. especially because she's this young beautiful girl in a big city like honey get out there go twerk at a bar or something you know i wonder if she writes like smutty fan fiction like a smurfette getting railed somewhere I would say, based on the dream she has that night, Mm -hmm. I think she might actually write some smutty fan fiction. So that night, our little, sweet, bubbly, adorable Lucy, she has a sex dream. Mm -hmm. And who do you think it's starring? Do you think it's starring a Smurf? Or do you think it's starring her incredibly gorgeous and totally single co-worker that she supposedly hates. <laughs> it is her incredibly hot, made-of-stone co-worker. Yes. He's stupid hot. Like, he is, like... He is stupid hot. Just, like, you literally want to hit him. Like, you're just like, cut it the fuck out, dude. Like, it's not cool. Like, you know what? If you're that good-looking, you should not be allowed to just, to just like, walk around public like normal. That's not fair. So, yeah, um, her dream is, like, erotic. So, first of all, she's wearing, like, lingerie in her dream. And, um, of course, Joshua is still wearing a suit. Yeah, he doesn't take that suit off, girl, even during sex. Uh Uh-uh. Joshua is still wearing his suit, and he's, like, he's just touching her. Like, there's no sex that it shows in the dream. There's no, like, kissing Like, he literally is just, like, has his mouth on, like, near her neck and ear, and he's just, like, running up her thighs to her hips. And I'm like, I love it. I'm here for it. She wakes up from the dream, dream, and she is kind of mad at herself. Uh And so what she figures out is she's like, Josh is getting into my head. He's fucking Mm -hmm. with me. And so she's like, I need to get in his head. I need to, like, step up my game Mm -hmm. and mess with him. Yeah, and honestly... Do that. Do that. And so I think she does what any sane, rational person would do. She wears a super sexy, but still modest. It's a short black dress, but it doesn't show any cleavage. It doesn't show any back. It's long sleeves, that kind of like flowy sleeves, but it's short. It is definitely Mm -hmm. a sexy dress. High heels. High red heels. And she walks in the elevator at the beginning of the day, and one of her other coworkers is like, wow, what's the occasion? And Lucy's like, psychological warfare. 
<laughs> yes, girl, get it. <laughs> um, bring him to his knees. Yes. Unfortunately, the only person falling to their knees is Lucy. Yes, um, which she does do. Um, she is all sexy, like walking out of the elevator, swinging her hips, shredding her stuff. And then she just eats shit and face plants onto the floor. Her shit goes everywhere. And it's kind of funny because Josh just kind of looks at her uh, and he doesn't even try to help her. He's such an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, see, here's the thing. You can tell that he was impressed when she walked off of that elevator you know yeah he was he was off guard he was like holy shit and then she eats shit and he just kind of like shakes his head and looks away it's it's a little bit embarrassing because she's trying so hard to kind of be a little temptress and get in his head Mm -hmm. and instead she keeps so first she falls flat on Mm -hmm. on the floor then she gets up and she starts like fumbling and dropping things she goes to pick it up, hits her head, and it's just its just like, I'm embarrassed for her, you know? She's a hot mess, and Josh is like, you seem a little, you seem a little flustered today, Luce. He's like, pressure of the application getting to you? Yeah, she says, no, I just had weird dreams. And he's like, sex dream? And she's like, no, of course not. He's like, <laughs> was I in it? They go back and forth, and they're... There's a lot of innuendo there in their back and forth, which isn't usually sexual. And now it's it's kind of becoming sexual. Yeah, which is her intention. She tells Josh that she has a hot date that night. That's why she's so dressed up. But Lucy, in fact, does not have a date that night. No. And he's so Josh is such an asshole that when Lucy tells him she has a date, he's like, oh, where at? What time? And she just names a random restaurant and says seven o'clock. And he's like, oh, that's weird. I'm going to be there at 7 o'clock. And so now she's like, oh, fuck. So she has to go. Yeah. And she runs down to um, kind of the graphics department. And she asks out this, like, kind of dorky guy. He's kind of cute. His name is Dan. Yeah. Like, well, first of all, he has to cancel plans to go out with her. Yeah, which you better cancel plans to go out with her. Are you kidding yeah. me? So now she does have a date, you know, so she doesn't look like a liar in front of Josh or look like she got stood up, you know. And so Lucy and Josh continue their tension-filled day. And it's clear that Josh has much more composure than Lucy does because she gets so flustered so easily. And he never really seems ruffled. He doesn't. He is very calm and cool and collected, which I think is part of the appeal. I think... It entices her more because Mm -hmm. she wants to kind of get under his skin and she can't. Mm -hmm. And she tries. She Girl tries hard to get under his skin. And so, again with the freaking elevator. It's the end of the day. They get in the elevator. They're both supposedly going to the same restaurant because she has her brand new date that she just made up. And he had said he was going to be there. Uh, He's obviously just following her. So, yeah, yeah, they're bantering a little bit and then he stops the elevator. Yeah, he hits the button. He stops the elevator. And then, dude, this next moment, I kind of I may have squealed a little bit like a little girl because. Oh, same. Because he looks dead at her and he says, what are we doing? The schoolyard game we're playing. And she's like, the, the game where we hate each other. And he seems so like shocked when he's like, do you actually hate me? Yeah. 
And they're just like staring at each other. The tension is thick, honey. It's that elevator air. You know that elevator air is mm-hmm. horny. Yeah. You know whatever elevators are made out of, they are they they're you know how like metal conducts electricity. Mm-hmm. Elevators conduct horniness. You know what? Yeah, I'll go with that. That's one hundred percent true. Elevators conduct horniness, and they're trapped <laughs> in here together. And she, they're staring at each other, and she just like leans up and kisses him. Yeah, she kisses him first, and then she pulls back, and then he kisses her. And then, he, and then he picks her up, turns her around, and just like pushes her against the wall, and they're making out. Listen, we are overlooking a lot of like serial killer ish vibes from Josh because he's hot. Like, <laughs> I just want to point out the double standard here because when it was Christian Gray, who I didn't find to be that mind numbingly mm-hmm. gorgeous, um, we were like, not okay. And Josh is over here with his serial killer desk, his sociopath attitude, and following her his murdering eyes his murdery eyes and we're just like yes daddy you know what when you look like joshua templeman looks you can be a serial killer yeah i guess you're right it's okay it's fine anyways so they're making out okay and it is hot hot yeah and then a voice comes over the intercom like hey y'all okay yeah, which never happens in movies where it's like I always wonder when the when they stop the elevator to do their naughty things. Like, is no one tracking the elevator? Is no one else waiting for the elevator? And it's like, hey, can we look into this? Something is wrong with the elevator. I got stuck in an elevator in a parking garage in downtown Louisville once, and we pressed the fire button like five or like the call button like five times, and nobody even checked on us. We were there for like thirty minutes. <laughs> Oh, no. What happened? It just restarted again? Yeah, it just restarted again. But I was pregnant with my youngest at the time. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to die. I'm going to die here. I'm going to die here in this elevator. Like, how much air is in this elevator? Is this porous? Are we going to, are we going to, like... You were like, why am I horny? (laughs) (laughs) The other two women on the elevator are like, what the fuck is going on here? Why is that pregnant lady humping the wall? (laughs) I'm so confused. That's exactly how it happened. Yes. Josh and Lucy head to the restaurant or the bar or whatever where she has her date. He doesn't think it's real. I think he's fully expecting to get to that to that place and for her to be like, okay, you got me. I don't really have a date. And then they would have yeah. a date together. I think that's what he's expecting. Yeah. And he says, should I just take you home? And she's like, no, I have a date. He's like, I thought after what just happened... And she's like, actually, you know, just pull over. I would rather walk in the rain. Dude, why is she fronting? Why is she fronting? I don't get it. I I think it's just because she thinks Josh is playing. Like, she yeah. intended to destroy him with psychological warfare. And she's like, ah, motherfucker got me first. Yeah. I see what you mean. She feels like he is messing with her. He's getting into her head. Yeah. And she even says that when they're at the bar and Josh is there. And he calls her beautiful. She's like, Josh, do you not realize like how much you are messing with my head right now? A man just called me beautiful. And my first instinct is to think he's messing with me. Because 
you can't turn off the games they've been playing. Mm-hmm. And for I don't know how long, probably months, maybe a year, they've been having this very contentious relationship where it's based on them not trusting each other. It's based on them constantly, you know, worried that the other person is going to stab them in the back. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly there's like a physical escalation to their relationship. But like they still don't trust each other. She doesn't trust him. Yeah, she absolutely doesn't. And she's like, okay, this is just this is just sexual tension. That's all it is. Do you remember that one episode where the heroine says something like she didn't know if she was like scared or turned on? It could be both. And and you said it could be both. Well, I feel like Lucy doesn't know if she's angry or turned on. Oh, for sure. But also, it can be both. Anyways, um so her her date you know, kind of goes off. And her date is extremely kind. Danny is just a nice guy, a little dorky, but he's a nice guy. Yeah, they, you know, they really do hit it off, Lucy mm-hmm. and this guy. And and I kind of feel bad for the guy because she only asked him out to kind of not look stupid in front of Josh. Yeah. That was the only reason. She was using him. Yeah, for sure. And the next day she gets flowers delivered to her with a note that says you're always beautiful and she assumes they're from danny and sends him a text that just says thank you with like little emojis of flowers you know what dude the next day i feel like josh's energy is completely different it's clear at this point that josh is actually into loose um whereas Luce is like, he's playing a game. He's playing a game. He's just fucking with me. I don't know. I feel like Josh is hard to read. I mean, the thing is, like, his energy is definitely different after the kiss. Like, he Mm -hmm. doesn't seem as double-edged anymore. Like, before, it really seemed like he didn't like her. And now you could feel that, yeah, there's something there. But he's still kind of hard to read. Mm Mm-hmm. Lucy's boss, Helen, who is Gambin. So Lucy's boss is like, hey, I wanted to talk to you about that team building thing that you were working on. And Lucy's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. I have it all under control. I booked this. I'm planning this. And she's like, ah, girl, actually, um, somebody else submitted a proposal. and We're going to go with that one. Mm. So after Lucy spent weeks kind of planning this huge uh, bonding event for everyone at the company to kind of help with morale. It was her initiative. She came up with it. Mm-hmm. She was working on it. And then she learns that Josh came up from under her and basically proposed his idea and they're going with his idea. And I get it. She is furious. I So in the movie, she has like this vision in her mind, like this daydream where she just tackles him and starts beating the shit out of him. That would literally be my initial response too, is to tackle him and be like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. She's angry. She's really, really pissed. But on the outside, she's like, Oh, that's fine. Whatever, whatever's best for Bexley and Gammon. That's okay. Um, however, his idea is paintball. And Lucy's like, that sounds like a lawsuit. (laughs) At first I thought, oh, that sounds really fun. But then I remembered I was thinking laser tag where it's like you don't actually get pelted with fucking like physical objects. Yeah. No, this is paintball. Paintball hurts. 
yeah, pe- paintballs hurts and people get bruises and they get hurt. Sometimes they can break the skin. Lucy is not feeling good that day and she's trying to hide it. But Josh can see right away. Josh can tell like he touches her forehead and he's like, you're burning up. You're sick. And she's like, no, I'm fine. Listen, if I got the opportunity to pelt co-workers with paintballs, I don't care Mm -hmm. if I was hooked up to an IV drip. I would take it with me. (laughs) And so they're out there and they're playing paintball and Lucy and Josh, Josh is actually being pretty chill. He's being pretty nice. Lucy, obviously, she doesn't feel good. And she's mad at Josh because he's Josh. So they're nearing the end of the game and Lucy goes out to go try to capture the flag from the other team. She gets like pelted like five times by the other team right in the stomach Josh actually takes a few on the back. He, like, covers her body with his. He tries to protect her. What a sweetie Yeah, he's, like, stayed out. And she's, like, get off of me. (laughs) Then she's, like, burning up. She's so mad. She takes off her mask. And then she pukes all over Josh. She throws up right onto him. Not even, like, at his feet. She literally, like, vomits onto his chest. (laughs) Yeah. And he doesn't. He's, like, oh, yeah. Okay. He's, like, let's get you home. And then he just, he drives her home. Well, he doesn't even just drive her home. He takes her home and then he proceeds to take care of her. Like he gets her, you know, in bed and brings her. He holds her hair while she pukes. I know he holds her hair while she pukes and that's such a sweet thing. Yeah. And he's like rubbing her back and everything. He takes her temperature and he's like. He's kind of smitten looking when he's like walking around her whimsical looking smurfed out apartment. He's snooping. He's snooping around her place, which you really only do when you're interested in someone. That's yeah. Because really, if you're not interested in someone, you don't really care about their shit. But he also has this cute little smile on his face as he's kind of walking through her apartment. Um, That night, her fever spikes to like 103. And so... Josh calls his brother, who's a doctor, to come do a house call on Lucy. I mean, it's like she was done puking. She was just in bed and she had a fever of 102.8. Like, Jesus, everybody calm down. Everybody stop being hysterical. Sir, sir, calm down. Men are sent there so hysterical. Like, Jesus Christ. Men are so emotional. <laughs> Lucy is in bed and she overhears Josh and his brother talking and his brother, Josh's brother is getting married and he is kind of telling Josh like, hey, you have to RSVP and you have to bring someone, you know, like or mom and dad are going to give you shit. Lucy falls asleep again and the next day when she wakes up, Josh is cleaning her apartment. He like rearranged, he gave it a deep scrub and she's like, can you fucking stop? This is weird. Again, it's like I want to say it's a red flag because it's like, don't touch my shit, you know, like they're not together. And like, granted, she never asked him to leave, but mm-hmm. I don't think not asking someone to leave is an invitation invitation for them to stay forever. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he's just not fucking leaving. Yeah. And he he does eventually leave. Um, She kind of kicks him out, but like, not really. After the weekend and stuff is over, she's back at work. And Danny is there, the guy she had a date with. Danny is there. He brought her flowers again. And you can tell Lucy's kind of like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I think she's starting to realize like, oh, crap, this Danny guy really likes me and I'm Mm -hmm. really not that into him. 
When Lucy gets up to her desk, Mm -hmm. she sees a rose, she sees an orange juice, and she sees a note. It's from Josh, and she realizes that the note that he left matches the note that she got that first time she got flowers Mm -hmm. after the night in the bar. She thought it had been Danny that sent her those flowers. Mm -hmm. She realizes it's Josh. Josh sent her the flowers. Yeah, and she feels kind of like a dick right now, you know? Danny asks her out for dinner, and she says she's not sure. She has to check her calendar, and then she says, I'll email you. Yeah, I mean, you could tell she is not really... Again, like, she kind of hit it off with Danny, but she doesn't want him the way that she wants Josh. It's Uh not the same, you know? Yeah, and Josh is kind of at this point... You can tell he's annoyed, you know? He's frustrated with the situation, and... Lucy is intent on sort of making it up to Josh. She wants, you know, she's like, you did me a favor by taking care of me. Like, what do you want me to do for you? Well, this is where the vibes start getting a little off because it's very clearly leaning toward romantic from Josh because he didn't just spend the whole day before taking care of her, but he also greeted her at her desk by leaving a flower and a bottle of orange juice and a note like that is romantic that's not like hey i'm gonna i just took care of you i did you a solid yeah and the way she's responding to it is like hey you know i want to pay you back what can i do to pay you back and it's yeah and 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 it's kind of like i don't think that was the point you know i think she still thinks like okay he's he's doing this to hold over me you know Mm -hmm. like He's he's not doing this to be kind. He's doing this to be deceptive. She still doesn't trust him. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like owing him any favors. Yeah. And she offers. She's like, hey, I'll be your plus one to your brother's wedding. And he's like, how the fuck did you know that? She's still kind of badgering him. Like, Josh, what can I, how can we make this even? And she pushes him into like a storage closet. And now storage closets have the same kind of horny conductivity as um, elevators. Apparently, right? She's pressed right up against him. Yeah, she wants to kiss him, and she actually goes to try to kiss him, and he doesn't let her kiss him. He says, how about you go kiss Danny instead? He's like, I'm not going to be an experiment. You know, he's like, I'm not going to touch you until you tell me that nobody kisses you like I do. And I was like, oh, my God. Joshua. Joshua, were you written by a woman, sir? Because I think you were. Joshua, this you is are. Mm. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah. I am here for it. I think there should there should be like a summer program where we should could send men to be like written by a woman. You know, yeah. it's like, hey, I'm going to send you to the summer program and a woman is going to like. Give you, you know, she's going to train you on dialogue. She's going to train you on how to act. Because the men that are written by women are usually, like, so much better. (laughs) I know. And then Josh leaves. And she's like, what the fuck just happened? Can I say, too, to me, that supply room, like, interaction, it it was evidence to me that Josh is a little jealous. Like, Mm -hmm. he's kind of, you know, the fact that, he saw her again with this Danny guy who doesn't even work there anymore um, and is coming just to see her. Like, he doesn't like that. He feels like he's sharing her and he doesn't yeah. like that. And I think at this point, Josh has made his intentions clear, you know? Like, he, he's not just messing with her, you know? This is not just a game. Like, he 
made it clear that he wants something more from this. Yeah, she's insisting in her head. I feel like she can't wrap her head around him seriously wanting something real with her. She goes out with Danny that night and she kisses Danny. And then she sort of like tells him, you know, like this, this isn't going anywhere, you know? Finally, she cuts that man loose. Like, God, just stop leading him on. It's really painful to see someone be led Uh on. She realizes that Danny can't kiss her the way Josh can. Yeah, and you know what? Danny's super cool with it. He's like, yeah, that's okay. Like, you're a loss. You're the one missing out. I, <laughs> I'm i such a good cuddler. Yeah. Whatever, Danny. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then she goes to Josh's apartment, and she stands outside the building. Because she's hesitating, kind of trying to figure out what she should do. As she's sort of just staring up at this building, Josh is coming back from what I assume is the gym. You know, she doesn't flat out say anything at first. And he's like, did you go out with Danny? She's like, yeah. He's like, did you kiss him? She's like, I did. He's like, and? Yeah, she tells him, you know, I I, I kissed Danny and it was not, it didn't pass the vibe check, you know? Yeah. It wasn't the same. <laughs> she tells him, she's like, nobody kisses me like you do. And so he picks her up and kisses her. Oh, so sweet. Uh-huh. And then they go up to his place. Dude, she... Okay, so, you know, he carries her up to his place, and you think, like, it's going down. You think, mm-hmm. like, this is it. Like, they're going to have sex. They're going to have all the sex. It's been building up. And he takes her up there, and he makes her a cup of tea. Yeah, well, he says, I'm going to make you tea. And then she's like, something stronger. So he makes her a glass of whiskey instead. Yeah. And she's like looking through his he's like, Do you want to snoop? She's like, No. He's like, You wanna snoop? I snooped at your place. Go. He's kind of a gentleman. Like, you know, at this point I started to realize that he is letting her make all the moves. Yeah. Like, she has been the one to kiss him first every time. She's the one coming after him. Uh-huh. And here in his apartment, she quite literally throws herself on top of him mm-hmm. and basically says, we just need to have sex and get it out of our system, which is like not what he wants to hear. He's annoyed that she's essentially framing it as we just need to like um, anger bang, get it out of our system, and then we can go back to hating each other. You can tell he's super disappointed. He's like, ugh. And he, like, pushes her off of him, and he's like, I think you should probably go. She's like, what? She's like, I just very enthusiastically offered you sex. Well, because it's so obvious he wants more, but she sees it as, like, him messing with her. She thinks he is just messing with me. You know, she's embarrassed. At first, I thought she doesn't take him seriously because of their feud, And now I'm thinking, what if she just doesn't take him seriously because he's just too beautiful? Like, Mm. like, could you just not take someone that beautiful seriously? Like, there's no way that you are not a fuckboy. There's no way that you want a relationship when you could have any woman on the face of the earth. Yeah. I mean, well, she even says that later when he talks about his girlfriend. And she's like, I didn't really picture you as the girlfriend type. I pictured you as the swipe right. I don't want anything Mm -hmm. serious, baby. And he basically just says, oh, you're you're wrong. <laughs> it really is hard hard for the for the beautiful people. I think we've underestimated how hard life is. Yeah. <laughs> Ugly privilege. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you know what? At least I, at least at least have something going for me. You know, it's at least we've never had that problem. Yeah, you know? that's all. That's all. <laughs> but you know, it's super awkward because you know she kind of leaves and she's like, "What the fuck just happened?" And then you know, time goes by, and he shows up at her apartment just randomly one day. He shows up and he's like, "Are you ready?" And she's like, "I'm sorry, what?" And he's like, uh, "My brother's wedding." And she was just like, all right, fine. And of course, because she's perfect, she probably just closed her eyes and grabbed like a like a freaking, you know, pillowcase and put it on herself. You know, when you look like Lucy Hale, you can wear a pillowcase um, and a drawstring and be like, it's chic. Yes. Oh, God. So true. Yeah. And she does. She is assumably ready very soon. And the outfit she wears there is so freaking adorable. I don't remember it. It's like that black and white checkered cow neck dress with the chunky belt. Mm. Anyways, it's adorable. So they get to the hotel, which is kind of like a, looks like a ski resort or like a mountain lodge. And of course, we have this trope, which I love. Um, We're so sorry. We only booked you for one room with one bed. Oh, excuse me. It's like the universe conspires to get people laid, you know? Um, you know what? If the universe conspired to get me laid by either one, like, please. I would be fine with that. Do that. They are forced to go. Well, Josh is like really adamantly trying to get a second room. Yeah, yeah. And Lucy's like, you know what? No, it's fine. Very, very understanding of Lucy. But so they go up to the room and it's a cute little hotel room. Lucy takes a shower first. Uh, Josh tells her like, hey, we have a half an hour before the rehearsal dinner starts. Mm-hmm. And then he takes a shower and he waltzes. He is double cheeked up, waltzing out, wearing only a towel around his marble sculpted waist while she's doing her makeup. He is so fine. Okay. It's not enough that his face is literal perfection. His body has to be perfection too. I am disgusted, Courtney. I am disgusted. I want this man blacklisted from Hollywood. <laughs> he is too goddamn beautiful. I'm surprised he's not more popular, to be honest. Well, I'll tell you why I think that. He, um, I think Lucy Hale carries this movie, to be honest. He's he's like a supporting role. He I don't feel like he's a lead, you know? Well, here's the thing. I'm pretty sure he could be. With a face like that, you can be whatever the fuck you want. But, you know, honestly, you need personality because it's otherwise really bland. I mean, I, I, I want to look and see what else he is in to see how his acting is in other movies, you know? Right. Okay, Anyways. let's not make a judgment yet. We'll, we'll we'll keep you guys updated. You know what? I'm just going to go watch his entire uh Movieography mm-hmm. or whatever it's called for research. Yeah, you know, it's for research. For research. Anyways, um, this you know, like Grecian god walks out with a towel around his waist, and he stands behind Lucy, and she's getting ready to put her lipstick on, and he grabs her wrist, and he looks at the name of the lipstick, and he goes flamethrower, and she's like, I like red, and he's like, so do I, and then it's just on. It is on. Girl, uh, they do it, and uh-huh. what's crazy is that, like, he's naked, mm-hmm. but she has clothes on. <laughs> she does eventually take her clothes off, 
But yeah, she's fully dressed at first. She like she doesn't even take her panties off. She like slides them to the side. Girl, this girl is just she's doing a drive by hookup. Yeah, and he, she was like, put your weight on me. <laughs> she's like, Lucy, Lucy's literally like, I want to die here. Like, I want you yeah. to crush me with your body. I want to be found dead underneath your gorgeous body. Same. <laughs> well, he's like, I'm going to crush you. She's like, I've lived a good life. <laughs> <laughs> and they do it. And then, like, they're having a really good time, you know? It's intimate. It's sweet. It almost feels like, okay, what are you guys now? It feels like you guys are a thing, you Uh know? This is kind of a little bit special. Yeah, it feels like maybe, like, hate is sort of shifting. Like, we're getting to the lovers part of the enemies to lovers thing, you know? I mean, it's done shifted a while back. Well, and it's shifted for her now, too, you know? True. This is where she starts kind of lowering her guard. I think mm-hmm. this is the first time that she starts to feel like, oh, this is a real. This is not a game. Lucy tells Josh that, you know, she didn't actually have a date at the AC that night. She had just asked Danny out earlier that day. And he's like, I knew it. She confesses that her, her sex dream was about him. So they're just they're just kind of like opening up and it's, yeah. it's cute. I mean, it's basically what we knew all along is that mm-hmm. they want each other. Like we know this, but now they know it. They're opening up to each other. Uh-huh. And well, she's opening it up, but she's not really committing, to be honest, because she's like, oh, no, like the rehearsal dinner. He's like, yeah, it's fine. Well, we'll just tell them we got caught in traffic. Nobody will even notice. And she even says, oh, yeah, well, I guess it's not like I'm ever going to see him again, so. I know. Like, Lucy, do you have to keep doing this? Like, she keeps having to put little knives Mm -hmm. in their interactions. Like, oh, this doesn't mean anything. And she doesn't realize how much that hurts him until later. Yeah. You know, the next day, you know, they, I assume, continue to bone that night and cuddle and whisper sweet nothingness into each other's ear. She probably licks various liquids off of his chiseled abs. Hey, Courtney, this this isn't a uh, time for your, what is it called, for your fan fiction. Let's, uh, let's stick to the facts of the matter, ma'am. <laughs> I'm sorry. If, are you telling me you would not lick chocolate syrup off of his abs? Girl, where did they get chocolate syrup from? Like, calm down. Joffrey. <laughs> the attendant. They yeah. just go up there like, hey, do you have chocolate syrup? He's like, we're a hotel. Of course we have chocolate syrup. What are you, stupid? Right? Dude, the next the next sequence, I wanted to talk about this because the next sequence is mm-hmm. like the fastest wedding I've ever seen in my mm-hmm. life. It's like the groom walks down the aisle and then literally seconds later the flower girl walks down and before the flower girl is even done the bride is coming behind her it's like these people are like they're they're not fucking around like they're trying to get married fast and i was like can we normalize speed at weddings like can we normalize people like fucking picking up the pace yeah like first of all normalize speed also normalize weddings not being a second mortgage to be honest you know Yes, that. But also, but like, I want to see intensity. I want to see excitement. Mm -hmm. I want to see brides like sprinting down the aisle and then the guy picking them up over his head. You know, like, show me, show me some intensity. Like she could run towards him and he could pick her up like in Dirty Dancing. Exactly. Exactly. Is that too much to ask? 
they cut to the reception and the bride comes up and she starts talking to Lucy. Girl, is she drunk already? Because the things that she says, holy shit. The bride? Yeah. I think so. The bride is fucked up. She spills a whole lot of family drama. She tells Lucy that she was dating Josh. The bride had dated Josh. Yeah. And then broke up with him and started dating his brother. She had dated him for a year. I was just like, um, listen, I don't want to judge, but that's fucking gross. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's weird. It's weird. It's very weird. Like, you're dating. I, I, I would almost excuse it if you were dating a brother when you were really young and, like, it wasn't sexual, you know, or you dated a brother for, like, a couple of months, and then you realized you actually had a connection with the other brother. Uh-huh. But if you're dating someone for a year, that's a serious relationship. Yeah. It's, like, one of those things where it's, like, it feels wrong on a lot of levels. Like, it feels wrong. Right. It's not even, like, her and Josh broke up, and then she dated the brother. She left Josh for the brother. Yeah, it was almost like they overlapped. Like, there is definitely some cheating there. Yes, it's almost like she cheated on Josh. So here it is. This is Josh's villain origin story. Right? It's like we're getting all the tea at the wedding. The fact that his girlfriend left him for his Mm -hmm. brother. And his parents were like super chill about it too. Yeah. Oh, they don't care. His mom is really nice. His dad is an asshole. So Lucy goes to Josh and is like, hey, like, why didn't you tell me? He's like, because it's embarrassing. That's fucking why. It's embarrassing. I know. I get it, Joshy Bear. Oh, baby. Here's the thing about Josh's family dynamic. He comes from a family of doctors. Like, his parents are surgeons. Mm -hmm. His brother is a surgeon. And so Josh was supposed to be a doctor, and he dropped out of medical school. Yeah, and he tells Lucy the story about why he dropped out. His dad thought it would be good for him to spend some time in the coroner's office. And Josh said an hour into the experience, he puked in a dead guy's stomach. Into a dead guy's open stomach. I feel like there has to be a switch, like a sociopath switch that you have to turn on when you're dealing with dead bodies. Like, I right? just, I feel like it has to be a thing, you know, that even the best of people have to completely turn off all of their instincts to be able to deal with this type of morbid stuff. Well, I feel like there's one or two reactions to that. You can either view them as objects, you know? Or you can view them as people and, like, treat them like people and talk to them, which is just as creepy and weird. Either way. (laughs) Either way, it's creepy. The mother is delightful. You know, she tells Lucy, she's like, oh, my God, you're adorable. I want to keep you forever. Like, it's so nice to meet you. Josh has been talking about you for months. And Lucy's like, huh, wow. Uh, Don't believe anything you heard. He's probably lying. The mom's like, no, he says that you challenge him and you make him better. So really, uh, once again, here's proof that Josh has been pining for Lucy for a while. Oh, for sure. Which kind of like, but like, think about this, right? This This is a little bit of my issue with Josh is the fact that Lucy has been in denial about her feelings toward him, but it's very clear that Josh mm-hmm. has known for a long time that he's been into her, and he's never made a move. But not only has he never been made a move, he's also continued to, like, create this atmosphere of, like, you know, the hating game of them hating each other. Yeah. It's, it's like, why? It's a schoolyard game, you know? Like, if he pulls your hair, that means he likes you. 
Yeah, no, bitch. Like, okay, like, <laughs> all right, these are red flags, and we should probably... I understand. I'm not blind to Josh's red flags. Um, however, this does feel sort of like a carnival, and I will ride that ride, regardless yeah, of these flags. Yeah, I feel you. Okay? Anyways, the, the father, on the other hand, um, for lack of a better term, is a prick. The dad takes every opportunity he can to basically like put Josh down uh-huh. like the whole time and it gets to the point where Lucy has had enough and she starts she stands up to his dad like in front of like the whole like reception oh she makes a scene she does she's like no she's like you know what she's like he's he's more than what you think he is do you know that everybody in our company is scared shitless of him do you know that he single-handedly saved these companies from bankruptcy like he is talented he is like she goes off on his dad yeah she tells him like he basically runs the company he's he's extremely talented and competent she's like he's so what he's not a doctor who fucking cares yeah <laughs> she doesn't know any of these people it's like the bravery it's it's great oh for sure and then she realizes that she's made a scene and she's like all right josh come on, let's go we should probably leave yeah they hold hands on the way home it's all like really sweet and you feel like their relationship has kind of gotten to a new level uh-huh um and Josh even opens up to her and he tells her, like, a lot of women have told me I'm not the guy you settle down with. I'm the one night stand. And I'm like, you know, Josh, I'm so sorry people are judging you for your beautiful face. Like, you have a really hard life. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, no, it must be so hard to be objectified. He's like, I'm more than just a gorgeous face and rock hard abs. I'm you know? also a big dick. <laughs> and a ginormous dick. I've yeah. got more than that, you know? Yeah, I mean, of course you do. He has an MBA from Harvard. You know, they're back at his place. You know, they left the wedding. They are back at his place. And, you know, he tells her that this was not, you know, a recent thing for him. That, you know, he's had feelings for her for a while. And she's like, no, you haven't. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I call bullshit. And he takes her to the wall in his bedroom okay and he goes what do you see and she's like um hmm, what and it's a painting and it's like the same hazel color as her eyes well and not not only does he tell her like hey i have the color of your eyes on a painting which you know is romantic or creepy it depends right I mean, when you look Depends. like when you look like Josh, it's romantic. There's a very thin line there, right? Because we had an episode where a guy commissioned a painting of a woman's face who he did not know yet, uh-huh. and that was like creepy. But this is like borderline, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He just he got a painting that reminded him of her eyes. Like it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'll let it slide. Borderline creepy. Yeah. Romantic things are always borderline creepy, are they not? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, look, I pulled this flower from its home and i'm gonna give you the dead flower carcass that's gonna continue to rot until it's completely dead to show you my love yeah like um i got our fingerprints made into a necklace yeah so you can be identified yeah if you're ever found i got this drop of your blood pressed into this pendant that i will wear around my neck when you take context out of it romantic things are are always borderline creepy you know 
Ew, love is creepy. Love is very... Love is creepy as fuck. Oh. It's fine. We're fine. It's okay. We love love. We love love. We love love and we love creepy. And we love creepy love. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> love is love. <laughs> um, And it's like a really touching, intimate moment for them, you know, where, you know, he's like confessing his feelings and she's like, Josh, you have feelings? He tells her... That he loves her. Uh-huh. And she responds by freaking out because she's like, we are still gunning for the same job. Like, yeah. this is not going to go well. They get back to the office, you know, like the next day or like after the weekend has passed, they get back to the office. She goes to her desk and she sees that he left her a matchbox car because he has like a little matchbox car collection. Mm-hmm. And she had commented on it the first time she was in his apartment. And so he gave her one of his matchbox cars and she had brought him a Smurf. She goes to put the Smurf on his desk and she hears him talking to Bexley. She hears Josh talking to Bexley. Or again, that's the asshole owner, half owner of the company. Uh-huh. And Ooh, this conversation is hella sus. It's a bad, it looks bad for Josh. It looks bad for Josh because basically it's Josh's boss saying like, hey, did you do it? Did you, you know, I told you if you just kind of winked your eyes a little bit and made her think that you wanted her, that mm-hmm. she would uh, be less of a competition. Like essentially making it sound like everything he's done has been a game. Yeah. And Josh is like, I already told you I don't need any help beating her. And then Bexley says, that's right. I don't need some airheaded nitty in a push up bra telling me what to do. Mm-mm. And obviously, I think she took this the way we would all have taken this. I don't think it was out of context. We just didn't have Josh's thoughts. That's the only thing we didn't have. Yeah. Lucy is extremely hurt and upset right now. Yeah. And so she leaves and she goes, she calls Danny. And she doesn't call Danny to, like, make Josh jealous. She calls Danny to get a man's perspective on this, you know? Do you know what's a red flag of Lucy? Why doesn't she have any friends? Like, you right. should be able to have friends that you can call. The fact that she has no friends is kind of a red flag. You know, I never question it until now, but yeah, that seems legit. Anyway, so yeah, she basically tells Danny, you know, she's in, she's practically in tears. Mm-hmm. She's so upset. She tells Danny that she's been played. Yeah, she's like, I've been played. She's like, I thought he actually had feelings. And like... You know, I was super hesitant that I let my walls down and I was right. I was right the whole time. Um, But but Josh, um, he had heard her on the phone when she was leaving. And so he followed her just to kind of see, you know, he just wanted to see her. He sees her with Danny and he's like, oh, she played me. Well, he doesn't assume that right away. Like he actually goes up and tries to talk to her. He's like, hey, mm-hmm. I came to see if you wanted to have coffee. And she says, I would never want to have coffee with you or something like that. Something really mean. Uh-huh. And you could see his little heartbreak, you know, like mm-hmm. he's not just a beautiful shell. He's also got a beautiful little heart in there. <laughs> yeah. That afternoon when she's back in the office, he's like loose. Like, what the hell? What What is going on? And, you know, she repeats the same words that Bexley had said to Josh earlier about the airheaded ninny in a push-up bra. And so Josh Josh knows why she's upset. Yeah, and he starts to try to tell her something, but they get interrupted. So mm-hmm. we don't get, like, his side of the story. Yeah, 
And then they continue to work on their respective proposals for this promotion. You know, Josh and Lucy are not talking. They go back to the hating game. And it's like nothing ever happened, you know, with all of this stuff, especially, well, they act like nothing happened. They try to at least. And Mm -hmm. it comes to the day of the presentations. Lucy gives hers. She's really confident in it. She's really happy about it. You know, the third party makes their decision. And then that Friday, which is a few days after that, Lucy's called to the conference room because they're the CEOs are about to announce their decision. As Lucy's coming up, she's kind of realizing like, oh, Josh is getting congratulated, you know, so he must have gotten the job, Mm -hmm. you know. And she's crushed, but she's also not, like, super surprised. And she's very professional about it. She's like, congratulations, Josh. He makes this cute little speech where he's like, you know, thanks, Luce. I appreciate it. Um, But let's give a big congratulations to our new managing director, you know, Lucy. She's like, what? I'm sorry, sir, what? (laughs) Sorry, what? Yeah, so she's the one that, that got the job. He actually bowed out. He resigned from his position, and he took a job somewhere else at a different publishing house. Um, but when Josh says, you know, I didn't, I don't need any help beating her, Lucy even brings it up. She's like, you said you didn't need any help beating me because you didn't need to beat me. And he's like, yeah. And so at this point, like, all is forgiven. Yeah, I mean, girl, can you blame her? Do uh, no. You, do you see him? Are you looking at him with your eyes? Like, I forgive you, <laughs> whatever it is you did. But he didn't do anything, you know? It was just a misunderstanding. Uh-huh. So, And Josh is very calm about it. You know, the whole time Lucy's mad and he just continues to play the hating game with her. He doesn't try to explain himself again. Well, uh, plot reasons, you know, he needed to, he needed to wait. To make that revelation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Her boss says, you know, please don't be mad at Josh. Um, We, I asked him not to tell you, you know, fighting with Josh always motivates you a lot. And I wanted to make sure you brought your A game, you know? Yeah. So Lucy gets the position and she is a badass bitch. And You know, she is, you know, now the managing director. She's basically doing the same job she was doing before, and now she's just getting paid for it. Yeah. Well, and then Josh, you know, has a good position at a different publishing house, and it kind of puts him and Lucy, once again, they're kind of at odds because Mm -hmm. they're competing over authors and stuff. So we still kind of get a little bit of that hating game um, relationship, which is still cute. Yeah, Um. The final scene, they're on the phone with each other. They're talking about, you know, like, oh, my God, this asshole from HarperCollins. He's like, oh, yeah, like the new managing director at Bexley and Gammon is such a, you know, such a hard ass, you know, making us compete. But they're talking to each other. So they're complaining about each other to each other in like a super cute, flirty way. I know. So cute. Yeah, so, you know, I guess they go on to live live happily ever after and make, like, stunningly beautiful children who, who I swear to God, better not have normal jobs. Like, that is an abomination to have such amazingly beautiful people Uh in normal, everyday jobs. Don't do that. It makes the rest of us feel bad about ourselves, you know? You know what? My kids do not need to compete with that. All right? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) 
we just have these normal freaking children over here, and then you have tiny little gods and goddesses. Like, no. Put them away. Send them away. Bye. All right, guys. The teapot is empty for today. Don't worry. More is brewing in on the way. We'll be back next week with a new episode. We'll see you then. Bye.